Mark Zuckerberg told The New Yorker the news source he definitely follows is TechMeme. So listen to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast, the podcast anyone who's anyone in Silicon Valley listens to every day. In just 15 to 20 minutes, you get a rundown of what happened in the world of tech with all the headlines, context, commentaries, and tweets from all the biggest players. New episodes every day at 5 p.m. Eastern. Search your favorite podcast app for Ride Home and subscribe to the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast. Tired of spending hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Zenni offers thousands of affordable eyewear styles, starting at just $6.95. No ridiculous markups, no hassles, just quality, affordable eyewear delivered right to you. Visit Zenni today at zenni.com slash CNN. Well, normally I'd say good evening, but it's hard to say that when it's such a difficult evening for so many people right now. Hurricane Michael remains a very dangerous storm as it makes its way through Georgia and Alabama. And it was far worse when it hit Florida's panhandle, the strongest to hit the continental United States since Hurricane Andrew more than 25 years ago. Winds approaching Category 5 intensity, homes and buildings simply torn to pieces. The video you're about to see was taken in Panama City Beach, Florida. We're playing an extended clip so you can really see what people there went through late today and get a better idea of the devastation they'll be dealing with when the sun comes up tomorrow. Take a look. Those scenes were repeated across the panhandle. Forecasters predicted that wind would be punishing, and it certainly was that. Local officials warned of heavy flooding, and they were right. Trees and power lines are down throughout the region. Nearly 400,000 Floridians are without power. Destruction in places is especially heavy. Uh, Tyndall Air Force Base, which sits on oceanfront property across the bay from Panama City, took a direct hit. The base is reporting extensive damage, no injuries, thankfully, or loss of life. And some of the worst damage appears to have been in Mexico Beach, Florida. Take a look at a video that was taken by a 12-year-old girl, uh, Tessa uh, Talarico, who uh, I spoke with her mother, Patricia Mulligan, by phone just a short time ago. Patricia, the video that your daughter took, I mean, how bad is that flooding, and, and is it still there? Uh, yeah, the water's still high, but it has subsided quite a bit. But uh, now that the flooding has gone away, all you have is boards and doors and refrigerators and people's belongings and upside-down boats and uh, just... It's devastation. It's very sad. I, I'm trying to keep from crying right now. It's very, very sad. And do you have a sense of how high that water was when that video was taken? I mean, it looks like it's, it's, in some cases yeah, well, it's over it, houses. It, yeah, it was um, palm trees. So I guess these might be 10-foot, 11-foot palm trees, and it was all the way up to the top of the palm tree. Wow. So the, the, the hurricane, I mean, gained strength uh, overnight quickly. At what point did you decide you were going to stay in place? 
Well, we were going to stay from the beginning, and then, you know, we were having second thoughts, but at that point it was almost too late because to get out of Mexico Beach, you have to go over a bridge, and they were closing down the bridges. So, you know, but we were in a safe place. This condo that we were in is extremely safe. There was no damage to this condo, you know, or the other surrounding condos. I I heard you say, though, that that the condo was actually rocking at some point during the worst of the storm. Is that correct? Yes. Wow. Yes. Yes. How was your daughter during all this? Um, She was fine. She actually, you know, she's... It was something to to witness. I mean, to see all of this and to see how 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 Mother Nature can uh, turn on a dime. And but she's fine. We're all fine. Everybody here that was in you know the condo is is fine. Nobody was hurt, and there was no damage. So to this condo. And, and I mean, as you, I assume you don't have electricity now. Is that right? No, we don't have electricity. We don't have water. No. Um, and you said outside you, there's just debris all around everywhere everywhere you can i mean my brother ended up walking down on beach side to go because he has a house on the beach and it was a three or three or four level and it split down the levels in half and the top half was across the street oh my gosh so yeah and other houses on the beach were across the street same thing the top parts a, a huge truck ended up across the canal and it was over where my truck was too they all got they're all you know, total because of the water damage, but his truck ended up somehow an F-250 getting across the canal and is on the other side of the canal. Wow, that's incredible. I understand that you moved from Miami to Mexico Beach just a couple months ago. When you moved, did you ever think it would be hit by a storm like this? I mean, it's not the kind of thing you expect. No, I was trying to get, you know, because they never really had that problem here. Um, You know, I've had to run away from them in Miami a lot. Well, Patricia, I, I'm glad you and your family are, are doing okay. I'm sorry about your brother's house and, and, and your neighbors. I wish you, uh, you know, to continue to stay safe, and, and let's hope it, it gets cleaned up quickly. Thanks so much for speaking with us. Okay, you're welcome. Patricia Mulligan, as we said, the storm is now hitting southern Georgia hard. I want to go to Cena and Scott McLean in uh, Albany, Georgia, about 100 miles north of Tallahassee. So, Scott, uh, describe conditions where you are. Hey, Anderson, so we're really starting to see and feel the worst of it. The wind is whipping up. Uh, the rain continues to come down in sheets. The county is measuring uh, the wind speed at 41 miles per hour, sustained gusts into the 50s. Uh, you take a look at this tree behind me. We've been watching this for the last hour or two, uh, and it seems like a miracle that at least a branch has not snapped off of this because it is really getting caught up in that wind. Here's another indication of the uh, conditions here, Anderson. Those who have uh, been through hurricanes before, know that one of the only things that is reliably open during them is often the Waffle House restaurant. There's a Waffle House just on the other side of this parking lot. It closed at about 6 o'clock local time. It won't open again until the morning, so that might give you some indication of the conditions here. I also spoke with the fire chief not long ago. He said that uh, emergency crews, first responders, they are no longer responding to calls. They said that they wouldn't do it if winds reached more than 35 miles per hour sustained. They have reached that level, and so they say that it simply is not safe to go out. And that's one of the problems, obviously, occurring uh, with a, a hurricane like this, a, a storm like this, is the uh, satellite also uh, often goes down. And by the way, what he said about the Waffle House is pretty much true. They stay open pretty much through anything 
Um, we, I would, even when I was down in Florence, we found a Waffle House that was open. As Florida state and local officials have been pointing out again and again, it is not safe to go out anywhere the storm has hit, even though it appears the worst is over. There are live wires and debris in many places, damaged and weakened structures, flash flooding and tornadoes. And that's just where the storm has already been, not where it's going. For the latest on where it is and where it's going, I want to turn now to CNN uh, meteorologist Tom Sater. Tom, just give us a sense of where it is and, and uh, where, where it's headed. Well, right now we've seen this drop to a Category 1. Still a hurricane, but uh, this has been breaking records. And that's the reason Anderson, the National Hurricane Center, used the words historic yesterday. Records go back to 1851. Since the beginning, we have now seen 293 landfalls. When it comes to the pressure, this storm here ranks number three behind the Labor Day storm of 1935 and Camille of 69. Not only is it the strongest to ever make landfall in the Panhandle, it is now the strongest hurricane to ever make landfall in the U.S. during the month of October, surpassing Hazel in 54. We have probably seen a good miss from Tallahassee getting into those eyewall winds, staying just to the northwest of this. But because we continue to have this circulation and that forward progression, we still have the possibility of numerous power outages with numerous downed trees. Could have thousands of them, even though we're down to a Category 1 status. The record for water level in Apalachicola was 6.4 before today. Flooding happens at 3, and the last uh, report is up to 9 feet. So historic uh, records are being broken around the region for surge, wind, and, of course, uh, just the stage of the storm altogether at its core. Hey, Tom, I I, want to uh, come back to you, but we just got recontact with uh, with Scott, um, and I just want to try to get him while we still have him. Hey, Scott, if you can hear me, what are authorities there most concerned about now? Well, at this point, short-term, Anderson, is that because the wind speeds are so, so strong, above 35 miles per hour sustained, they are no longer, first responders are no longer responding to calls, and they won't be for probably the next little bit until those winds calm down. Obviously, they are getting calls in this time, and they're going to respond to them, but not until they say that it is safe to do so. Also, uh, there are power outages, widespread, more than 7,000 customers in this county alone without power. You can bet there's a whole heck of a lot more than that uh, across the state of Georgia and elsewhere as well. The good news is that there are out-of-state uh, power utility companies and services that have come in to help to try to get the power reconnected as soon as this is over, but that won't be for some time. Uh, they also have not yet seen the flash flooding that is really concerning them, though that could still very well happen as this rain continues to come down really in sheets at this point, Anderson. Hey, Scott, if you could hold on, I want to bring Tom back in and just get uh, so you can hear uh, as well as our viewers Tom, if you can give us a sense of uh, what Albany should be expecting and, and when. Uh, well, they're pretty much into, into some pretty good rainfall, but it's going to get worse in the hours ahead. The system is moving at about 17 miles per hour. We have had a few tornadoes earlier uh, from uh, around parts of Florida. This is a tornado watch. We even had a tornado warning inside the perimeter of Atlanta in downtown Atlanta. So tornadoes are going to be possible. We haven't seen as many as we typically do, but that's a good deal. But because we still have the core, even though we've lost the eye, uh, the core winds around this are still sustained at 90 miles per hour. So as that moves to the north, we can expect wind gusts uh, maybe up to 110. Uh, Again, it's going to continue to lose strength, but even though it's a Category 1, that circulation, uh, Anderson, has to be coupled with its forward movement. 
So, again, power outages and downed trees are going to be the big factor. I mean, this is a storm that was predicted to drop up to, you know, 10 and 12 inches of rainfall. And that really wasn't a big concern because of all the other life-threatening issues uh, that was brought with this storm. Hey, Scott, are there, uh, are there shelters that people have gone to uh, in, in Albany? Or are most people kind of staying in, the, in their homes? Yeah, so obviously the message at this point is for people to stay inside their homes, stay off the streets. Um, but look, there are shelters. There are five of them set up in this area for people to go to if they don't have a stable structure to be in. Mobile homes comes to mind uh, or, or something like that. Uh, they don't want people staying in that because the winds, obviously, that could be uh, really dangerous, really damaging. So there are a couple hundred people that have gone to shelters. Uh, but look, um, the fire chief, I spoke to him not long ago. He said, look, it won't be till tomorrow that we really know whether or not people expected this this far inland, whether or not they heeded the warnings and stayed indoors, or whether or not uh, there are going to be injuries or uh, or even deaths. And, and just a little context as well. Uh, Anderson, Tom was talking about the tornadoes. Well, this area actually last year, January last year, got a massive uh, tornado come through they come through this area. It was deadly, uh, and there were homes destroyed. And so this area knows a thing or two about devastation, even recently, Anderson. Uh, Scott, thank you. Hey, Tom, can you just give us a sense? I mean, from Albany, where is this going to go? How long is this going to be a system that the people should be concerned about? Uh, through the night tonight, really. I mean, most of the rainfall, Anderson is on that northern flank. You know, just south of Macon, we had a tornado that damaged seven homes. So, again, it's, it's occurring right now. Interesting to note, however, it was a Category 3 in toward Georgia. I mean, going back to those records in 1851, that's only happened once before. An unnamed storm in 1898 was a 3 in Georgia, but it came in from areas of the Atlantic. When you look at this and you can see the circulation, again, your heaviest rainfall and your greatest threat for really wind damage at this time is near that core. But again, because it's moving so fast, I just think a couple of hours for Albany, and then it moves up toward the Macon area, off toward the northwest. But this did uh, produce uh, some crazy numbers. Again, the landfall pretty much right around Tyndall Air Force Base. Yesterday, authorities took all the aircraft and flew out of the area with their support uh, apparatus as well. 130 miles per hour. Uh, and then, of course, uh, our wind anometer broke. So it could have been much higher than that. But you can see in this area the devastating winds. And, of course, associated with that, uh, we had that storm surge that we mentioned over and across areas of the bay to the east and the Big Bend. Uh, I want to thank uh, you, Tom, for, uh, Tom Sater and uh, Scott McLean as well. A moment ago, a woman we spoke with, uh, also uh, lived through Hurricane Andrew, told me this one, Hurricane Michael, is just as bad. And the numbers, as Tom just said, bear it out. Nearly Cat 5 intensity when it hit. Still a powerful storm right now as it moves through Georgia, as we've been seeing. Our New Day anchor John Berman experienced some of the worst of it in Panama City Beach. Take a look. We knew we were going to get slammed with this hurricane. Wow, there we go. All right. I don't know if you can see that, but if the camera can push in to that metal sheeting. I can come a little bit this way. Over there, imagine that hitting you, you know, at 100 miles an hour, or even hitting your car if you're trying to drive at 100 miles an hour now, which I can't imagine people are doing. Well, John Berman joins us now. How are things there now, John? There's a lot of damage here, Anderson. I'm about a mile from where I was in that shot. We decided to get on the road to see what we could find here. Didn't have to travel far before we got to this gas station or what was a gas station. You can see what was the canopy here, the awning of corrugated metal simply shredded all over the ground here. Pieces like this 
you know, you can find them anywhere. Uh, in that shot, you heard about that metal siding. I was telling you about that metal siding hurling down the, the parking lot we were in. That's the kind of thing that was being sent simply everywhere. We had 100-mile-an-hour-plus winds sustained for about an hour, gusts of about 120 miles an hour, and that was in Panama City Beach. Over where it made landfall, about 30 miles east of here, it was at 155 miles an hour, as you said. I want to show you one other thing, because here's the gas station, right? You can see the damage to structures. But if we pan around here in the dark, uh, we set up a light so you can see down this street nearby. You can see, I think, some of the trees that have been snapped in half, blown over. You can see all the power lines down. I understand there's about 490,000 customers in three states without power. I think that number is going to go up based on what we're seeing here. There are a lot of power lines down and not a lot of crews out trying to fix them just yet. That will take some time. So I think that number will rise. And here in the Panama City Beach region, we got an alert about an hour ago warning people that there is now a curfew in place until 8 a.m. tomorrow. And anyone found out here will be arrested. They don't want anyone out tonight. I can't imagine why you would be out. It's completely dark. No street lights. No traffic lights, a very dangerous situation with the power lines down. There's plenty of standing water, as you noted, you know, 10 to 12 inches of rain in some places. The storm surge did come in, so there's standing water. You don't know what is underneath it, and it could be a very dangerous situation still. Anderson. Yeah, and as we know, John, I mean, it's, it's the water that, uh, that you know, kills most people uh, in during and after uh, a hurricane. Uh, people don't know what they're driving into or walking into. John, I appreciate you being there, and I know it's been a long day for you. Thanks for staying up with us. After the break, we'll talk to some people who rode out the storm in a crawl space under their home. First, what it looked like in uh, Apalachicola this afternoon with the water quickly rising. We're in Apalachicola, and... Uh, we have sustained hurricane force winds where we are, but what's the most surprising uh, and, and the most astounding, to be quite honest, is how quickly the storm surge has taken over this this town. Look at the streets behind me. You can see uh, uh, we've had measurements within the past hour of about six and a half feet above low tide. So high tide hasn't even occurred yet, and this water is still filling in this area. Uh, we've seen submerged vehicles. Uh, we've had dumpsters floating by us. Uh, we've had all kinds of debris. It's uh, frankly just getting a little bit uh, difficult to stand up in these conditions. Tired of spending hundreds of dollars for prescription glasses? Our friends at Zenni Optical offer a huge variety of high-quality, stylish frames and state-of-the-art optics starting at just $6.95. You can get multiple frames with this great pricing for less than one pair elsewhere. Start building your eyewear wardrobe from the comfort of your own home at Zenni.com. With the latest trends in eyewear, available in hundreds of frame styles and materials, there isn't a better way to change it up for every season. Plus, Zenni offers prescription sunglasses at incredible prices. Visit Zenny today at zenny.com slash CNN. That's Z-E-N-N-I dot com slash CNN. Welcome back. I want to show you some new drone video uh, of the destruction in Panama City. We are seeing this along with you really for the first time. It's a high school basketball court. Watch as this drone actually goes through the building or what's left uh, of the building. It just gives you a sense uh, of the power of the storms. You see the water there that's still uh, left actually going over uh, the net there. Um, past the, uh, the basketball hoops, which, which remain, um, but just an incredible shot. And again, we're just seeing this really for the first time. It's just one example of the power of this storm 
that uh, that came ashore uh, close to a Category Five. This from Panama City. Uh, we're told this is a a, a, a school uh, gymnasium. Um, unclear what if any other buildings associated with this school were 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 impacted or touched. But certainly, this is just uh, an extraordinary uh, glimpse, a snapshot, if you will, at. Uh, the power of this storm, what it did to this building, ripping off both sides uh, of this building, uh, obviously taking out a, a lot of the, uh, the windows on, on the far side, the drone there uh, just moving around. Now you're seeing some of the other destruction as well. From Panama City, where this was shot, the storm moved northeast. I want to get at the latest now from Tallahassee, where Nick Valencia is standing by. Uh, Nick, how are things? Hey there, Anderson. This is probably the worst damage that we've seen here in Tallahassee. And if you've ever been to this part of the United States, you know part of the picturesque beauty of this city is its canopy of trees. Trees like this one, which become deadly during hurricane force winds or certainly life-threatening. And this is part of the damage here caused by this huge tree, which has blocked this whole road, smashed into this car, narrowly missed this house. But it did take down some power lines, which is why we're essentially in the dark, uh, with the exception of the camera light that's uh, keeping us lit here. Uh, These neighborhoods all surrounding this area, just dozens and dozens of homes, part of the tens of thousands of people that are without power here and going to go to bed tonight uh, in dark homes. We see this house here. It has a light on. It's being powered by a generator. Uh, The good news in all of this, though, Anderson, is that the rain has stopped and the wind gusts, for the most part, have died down. Uh, Just as I say that, though, we're getting a little bit more gusts of that wind. Tallahassee was expecting to get hit very hard, and the concern for the governor, who I spent some time with earlier today, uh, were these trees and just how life-threatening they could be. For the most part, though, this storm sort of circled around us. We did feel the outer bands of it. Uh, These wind gusts uh, were starts and fits of those wind gusts throughout the day. Uh, Now, though, the conditions have improved, and they've gotten good enough for the these emergency crews to go out into the streets and assess the damage. Uh, it inspired us to go out and sort of see what we can see. And as you can see behind me, these huge trees, uh, not the only block in Tallahassee that looks like this tonight. Anderson. How difficult is it getting around? It is uh, especially dangerous. I mean, you know, you've covered storms like this. The concern and as we're driving around, especially in the dark, are these down power lines, uh, making sure that, you know, we're uh, watching each other's backs as a crew uh, as for projectiles and things like that. The wind has died down, though, but it has been a little bit difficult to navigate in this neighborhood. Getting here through the main streets, though, it hasn't been as bad. You saw earlier on your Facebook show just the debris down uh, in the streets that we showed you here. Behind me, though, the worst of the damage that we've seen so far, but it seems as though not only on this side of the street, but also on the street behind the camera, Anderson. You have down trees just everywhere. It's mm-hmm. going to be a mess to clean up here in the city. All right. Anderson. I appreciate it from Tallahassee. Thanks very much. Joining us now by phone in Panama City is Congressman uh, Neil Dunn. Congressman, I appreciate you being with us. You spoke earlier about reports of, of, uh, of looting. What can you tell us? Well, that's, those are very early reports, and we think we nip that in the bud. You know, we're, we're sort of intolerant of that thing in a nice little town like ours, and the sheriff was... Uh, he was fully irate and he imposed a curfew on the city starting at uh, six and it'll be, it'll be uh, dusk to dawn for the next couple of days or so until we get everything uh, under control. But I, I fully expect that to, to stop promptly. Just can you uh, tell us what you have seen, uh, how, how you think uh, uh, things have, uh, have, have weathered the storm? So we actually spent the entire storm at the emergency operations center and we're actually we're, we're blocked in here because of trees that are down on the road and power lines are down and, and uh, high water. 
So we have all of our information comes in the form of videos that uh, uh, some of the first responders with the high water vehicles, special equipment, uh, have been able to bring back to us, and it's devastated. There's no question that uh, the entire uh, county has is, is suffered a terrible uh, uh, swath of damage, and that goes that holds true for all the counties uh, reaching out to the east of us and some to the north as well. Uh, there's going to be an amount of damage that we have not seen, you know, in the living memory of this part of the country. Do you have any sense, and again, it's very early hours, you, you may not, of, of how long people may be without power? It is too early to say that. I will say I was here for the big storms, Opal and Ivan, and, you know, that would, you know, a week is a, is a reasonable guess. There's just an amazing amount of power there. We do have a single... Uh, transformer that was operational in Bay County um, wow. at the end of the storm when it came through. Not one. That's incredible. Well, Congressman, I, I appreciate you talking to us. I know you got a, a lot of work ahead of you, and, and so does everybody there. I appreciate you uh, uh, letting us know uh, about the situation. Congressman Dunn, thanks very much. Uh, again, we are looking at uh, at some of these drone, uh, drone shots uh, really as we get them that give you a sense of the situation in Panama City, uh, just kind of the scope of some of the destruction, um, it, it gives you really a unique vantage point, <clears throat> not only from street level, but kind of a bird's eye view as winds uh, have died down there. And it's really only now that the scope of, uh, of, of destruction uh, is coming into focus. Uh, obviously, uh, darkness uh, is, uh, has come there. Uh, for crews, it's going to be particularly difficult uh, with down power lines, uh, water uh, still out there. Um, and, uh, and debris just to get around. Uh, a lot of the ass- assessment is going to have to be done uh, once first light comes uh, tomorrow, which is uh, also why there's curfews in, in so many of these areas right now. They simply do not want people uh, out and about, uh, obviously for the protection of property, but really also just for the protection uh, of life. Uh, as we often say, it, it's, it's the water that kills people uh, in these kind of events, uh, not so much the, the, the wind. That's where the vast majority of fatalities take place, often after the storm uh, in standing water, people driving into uh, to fast-moving water or, uh, or hitting uh, electrical lines. Uh, just ahead, two people who rode this out underneath their home. We'll talk to them ahead. Remember, to create an ad like this one, visit purewinning.com slash CNN. The eyewall coming through right now, making landfall in Mexico Beach. That's about 45 minutes from where we are. We're told the winds are 155 miles an hour. 157 miles an hour is what would make it the most powerful category storm, a category five. So right now, you are looking at the strongest, most powerful Category 4 hurricane to exist. And this is one for the history books. This is going to be a record breaker. And unfortunately, we are so very concerned for those in the past. A local reporter witnessing, sadly, a hurricane that now lives in the record books in Tallahassee. Loretta Dennis and her husband, uh, Martin Kendall Reed, rode out Hurricane Michael in a crawl space under their home. They're safe, thankfully. They join us now. Loretta, Martin, thanks for being with us. At, at what point during the storm did you move down into the crawl space, and what made you decide to seek shelter there? Um, we had decided to stay in our home. Um, we had talked about our plan of action. Um, my husband suggested this idea, and I thought he was crazy. 
Um, I'm afraid of certain bugs, and I assumed they would be under my house. And he came actually down here and vacuumed it and cleaned it and laid down blankets and made it very inviting. And when the storm got really going and limbs, large limbs were falling, it became a very inviting space to be. Well, first of all, so, you have all credit to him. You have the nicest husband who would vacuum underneath the crawl space. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Crawl spaces are not very fun to hang out in. That was very nice of him to do. What was it like riding part of the storm out down there? Because I would imagine people would think, well, wait a minute, isn't that you know on the ground? Isn't water going to come in through there? I guess are you on an elevated uh, position? Um, we are not in a floodplain area, and um, when we. I moved into this house uh, 10, 11 years ago. They put down a moisture barrier. It's um, required in the state of Florida to have a moisture barrier. So barrier, so it's covered in very heavy-duty plastic, and it is as dry as can be. Um, I knew that going in that it was going to be dry because the plumber had been under here to, you know, handle another problem. So we've got a fan, we've got lights, we've got um, blankets, pillows, and a little bit of alcohol. Well, that, <laughs> so that's okay. a, that, well, that's a good preparation right there. Can you, are you in, I assume, are you in the crawl space still right now? Yes, we are. Can, yeah. can, Dave, we are. can yes. you just show us around a little bit? I mean, you don't have to move around. Just kind of show us on, on, on your phone. Um, yeah, it's just, you'll see beams and, and it's probably, I don't know, two feet high. We keep dumping our heads. There's cables, wires. I don't know how much you can see. Um, but it's cinder, it's a cinder block house. It was built in 1956. Um, those type houses, I'm a native Floridian. They are sturdy. Um, they hold up to just about anything. Um, so Can we're I, safe. We're fine. When, when the storm came, uh, I mean, did you, does the, did you hear the house, you know, creaking or shifting or moving? Cause I imagine being underneath the house would, could be scary if, if you hear that kind of stuff. No, uh, what made us get under here quickly is large limbs beginning to fall out of my beloved oak trees. Oh. Um, when we saw the, and since it was a daytime storm, we could visit, see this with our eyes. And I think that's the worst part is watching it. And when things start falling and you're concerned about your roof and branches and things coming through your roof, it becomes very uh, good idea to sit under a solid surface. Um, and we're near the exit of the um crawl space so we could get out if we wanted to very quickly right well uh, i'm so sorry about the oak trees i know i mean that that, you know it's such when you love it love trees like that it's just awful to see uh but uh, loretta and martin i'm glad you you both are safe uh and uh martin again kudos for the uh, vacuuming and the blankets and uh and whatever alcohol you brought down as well uh, I wish you both the best and, and hope you're able to come out. Uh, Thank you quickly. so much. Right, we appreciate you, it. Right, Thank you, you t- very much. You take care. Joining us now, a very busy man, a- Andrew Gillum, who's the mayor of Tallahassee. Mayor, we, we just talked to two of your constituents who are in a crawl space. What are your biggest concerns for everyone in the city of Tallahassee tonight? Well, uh, thank you, Anderson, and, and, and wishing well wishes to both Loretta and Martin. Um, uh, right now, obviously, uh, our, our uh, hearts and minds are going out to those on the coast to We've watched all the horrific images uh, come in from, uh, I mean, basically water. I mean, just washing away communities out there. Obviously, our it, uh, our issues in Tallahassee are somewhat different than that. We um, have a huge tree cover in my community. Almost half the community is covered uh, with trees, uh, which is quite unusual for an area as urbanized as ours. 
And so obviously we knew going into this thing that our biggest worry was going to be wind. And that wind with a saturated ground bringing down trees onto homes, onto utility poles, onto property. And, you know, uh, God knows we didn't want it uh, falling down onto people. Um, uh, fortunately, things could have been a lot worse. And, and I say that with due respect to those who may have had trees come through their home. And I know there have been reporting instances of that in our own community, uh, but it certainly could have been much worse. We right now, uh, last estimates have about 90,000 of our residents that are without power right now. Um, we, um, in fact, uh, Anderson, I'm coming to you from a field truck out in the field. I've spent the last several hours going to various parts of our city to see the, the damage and the impact. And we've got a little bit of cleaning up to do tomorrow. Um, and I'm hoping folks will be patient with our utility crews as they get to work and we uh, cut uh, some of this debris out of the way. That way we can get our community back up to normal. Because you've been driving around, you know how difficult is it getting around and, uh, you know, not for, for residents who, uh, you know, obviously you don't want people uh, out and about right now, but, but for those crews uh, to try to get the power back, how tough is it for, for, for getting places? Yeah, I mean, what we're, what we're experiencing right now is, is I mean, we, we had to basically do several U-turns and, 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 and go down different streets. There are a lot of impassable streets here right now. Our, our crews are out there, uh, but they're working in the dark, uh, trying to cut and toss uh, things out of the way. I want to underscore, if you are in our community, please, please, please avoid coming out until you get an all clear from, uh, from your government, from, from, from emergency responders. There are too many parts of our community that are still impassable. And while our law enforcement is trying to, you know, head some of this stuff off, uh, it's just important that folks kind of stay settled in their own uh, homes or wherever it is that they rode out the storm uh, tomorrow until we can get it all clear and folks can get back out and get, get back to normal. Well, Mayor Gillum, I, I know you, uh, you've been up for a long time. I appreciate you talking to us tonight and wish you and uh, all the first. I'm Andy Cass from March Madness 365, and on this edition of our show, I'll be joined by Syracuse's Tyus Battle. I've been just trying to improve all facets of my game, just being able to be more offensive, throwing the ball different ways, shooting the ball, I think that's improved, and uh, just my playmaking ability as well. Subscribe to March Madness 365 now at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Well, as you've seen, new video is coming in of the destruction in the Florida panhandle, and it's bad. Right now, a view from the ground of one area where is a, it's a especially heavy, seen as Miguel Marquez joins us now from Southport. Uh, Miguel, explain what you've been seeing uh, around you. Just damage everywhere. Uh, trees down, wires down, uh, homes utterly destroyed. This is a major intersection here, 77 and 77A, and you can see, I mean, it's just... It's creepy. This should be lit up. This should be uh, a major part of uh, the area just north of Panama City. And there is not a light on. You have a lot of, uh, of uh, law enforcement coming down here sort of checking things out in different areas. There's been lots of reports of looting in certain areas. You know, this is, I mean, it's fairly deep. I can't go all the way in because I have boots on that go up about a foot. But I think I would probably go uh, right down into a ditch here. This is a piece of corrugated metal from a, a gas station that was nearby. Just down this way is Panama City, but I mean it's completely dark. The only thing we can see is uh, is an antenna for a radio station. It looks like um, 
we have spoken to many, many people. There are a lot of people who stayed in this area saying that they didn't think it was going to be that bad or they had somebody that was uh, sick and they couldn't transport them or they just didn't have the money to get out of the area and now they are stuck. The temperature has come down tonight. It's probably in the 60s, still a little breezy. It is cold. It is wet. It is damp. It's going to be a long, miserable night here uh, in the Florida panhandle. Anderson? Uh, and, and just an, uh, obviously, there's a lot of folks w- without electricity now. Have you gotten any word on numbers of people in shelters still or, uh, or, or how many people may be, uh, may be without power right now? In, in this area of the panel, there were thousands of people in the shelter. 4,000 was the number they had earlier today. There may have been people that were able to get to the shelters uh, after the storm came through. But for the most part, the shelters were full up. Uh, the hope is, I think, that the American Red Cross and other uh, organizations will be able to come in and open more shelters for those whose now homes are destroyed. They don't have power. They don't have food. They don't have water. Uh, all those sort of issues. I mean, this is the sort of stuff that people are facing if you go out right now. Most of the vehicles that we see come through here are either law enforcement or some sort of service vehicle. But it is, um, it is not kind circumstances here right now. It is really, really tough. That person was just flying through through the uh, the water here. It's about a foot deep, so you can get through it, but it does look, uh, you know, pretty daunting if it's dark and you don't know how deep it is. So a lot of people just crawling through it. Well, that's, I mean, that's one of the, you know, the, the things that's so difficult is, I mean, if you're on a road, it's easy to veer off the road even a little bit, and all of a sudden you're, you know, on a side of a road and you're in very deep water. There's really no way to tell... Uh, you know, when you're in your vehicle, especially at night, how deep the water may be. That's right. I mean, I mean, look at this. That's that's the danger. These you know, these are sedans, and some people are getting out and about, and they're going into this water. Now they're following other people, but you know, when there's when there is nobody out here, and you can't tell how deep it is, it is uh, really a concern. There was another car that was came sort of wanted to make a right turn. It was coming sort of toward us near where we are. It gets much much deeper, so it would be very easy to get stuck in a ditch or uh, get yourself in some situation that you just can't get out of. And if there's no one around, you're going to be stuck in a very uncomfortable place. Yeah. Anderson? Uh, Miguel, uh, you and your crew, thank you and be careful. I appreciate it. Uh, again, we, uh, we have been seeing uh, some of the pictures that we have uh, just been getting. Again, this is a drone shot uh, that it came into us from, uh, from Panama City. And it's really just extraordinary. I mean, again, it's a, we believe it's a, it's a school gymnasium. I'm not sure if it's a high school or, or middle school. Um, but just uh, both sides of it uh, destroyed uh, the walls on both sides. Um, and, uh, and again, you just get a sense of kind of the scale of the destruction. We've all become familiar with the work, of course, the Cajun Navy. They, uh, they have been out in force conducting rescues, as they often are. Joining us on the phone from Lynn Haven, Florida, is Jason Gunderson. Uh, Jason, I appreciate you, uh, you calling in, in to us. Um, what have you been seeing? Uh, well, I'm standing in the middle of the street right now, and uh, it looks like a third-world country, and that's no exaggeration. Um, every street is unpassable. All the power lines are down. All the trees are down on everybody's houses. There's no power. Uh, it's a very creepy situation. Um, we came uh, down the block, knocking on doors, and they had a roof crushed in by several trees, um, a garage on top of the car, and we found a lady inside. Um, she was down in a fetal position uh, with a – there was no roof and a tree right over our head, and we were uh, – we had to go in and try to um, 
rescued her and uh, moved a lot of things out the way. Very dangerous, sketchy situation. Um, we had to cut the trees out the way so the ambulance can come down the street, uh, power line down everywhere. It's uh, it's a sight to see and uh, very sad, very horrible. Um, so we're going to do our best to be out here and. How, I mean, it's not how difficult is it right now for, for even for you to operate? Obviously, uh, you know, you, you, you've got a you've got a boat. Uh, people have, exp- you, you know, many people in the Cajun Navy have experience doing this. Uh, but without electricity, without lights out there, uh, I mean, you're 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 you know, you're you're driving around blind uh, often. So, uh, Jason Gunnison, we actually lost him. He's in the field. This is Scott Burchard, a board member of the United Cajun Navy. Okay, hey. I've been in contact with Jason. How are you, sir? Good, good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for uh, jumping in. We appreciate it. How, do you know how many people, uh, volunteers, are, are out there right now? So close, we have about 1,000 people with, from boats to high-water rescue vehicles that have been uh, placed in, in Avalon uh, to, for pre-staging, and we have been dispersing throughout the whole night. I can tell you our Facebook, our our uh, call center is getting inundated right now where we're having a hard time keeping up. Not as many people evacuated as we thought were going to do it. We have people that are on oxygen that we're trying to rescue. When I spoke with Jason Gunnerson on the phone a little while ago, um, the lady is suffering from some significant injuries. She was covered in blood, and their main priority is to try to save a life. And at this point, how do people... Uh, reach out to you? I mean, you talked about your Facebook page. Are you getting calls? Obviously, landlines uh, for, 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 for a lot of people are, are out. I'm not sure. Are cell towers still up? So we're getting calls from people that have evacuated, that have friends that stayed, and they're giving addresses. Our Facebook is up. It's United Cajun Navy. Is the Facebook page that you'd want to go to. Submit the request. We have a dispatch team of about 20 people that are logging in dispatches. When I was speaking with our dispatch lead about 10 minutes ago, we feel right now that there's over a day's worth of rescues to be done with over 1,000 people trying to rescue. Wow. Uh, well, Scott Bouchard, uh, again, I, I appreciate talking to you. I'm, I'm sorry I thought it was Jason earlier on, but I, I appreciate you. No, uh, it was Jason earlier on. You're 100% okay. correct. Uh, he dropped off. Body cell phone signal. So you actually talked to somebody that just saved a life. Okay. Well, listen, I appreciate what, what all you're doing, as always. It's just extraordinary. Uh, you know, this... Uh, uh, this brings out the best in people, and, and you are the best in, in, in all of us. So I appreciate it, and, and I wish you uh, Godspeed, and, and we'll continue to check in with you. I want to check in also with Chris, see what he's working on for Cuomo Prime Time at the top of the hour. Chris? Well, to a large extent, we're going to be doing more of the same, Anderson. We've got to stay focused on this and where it's going. Man, this storm is moving fast. It's such a different story than what you and I and the whole team were dealing with down there with Florence. Um, and we're going to try to get in front of the storm with the people that we have on the ground and show where it's heading and what it's doing. It's beating up Georgia badly. You know, you have these old growth trees that are all through that region of the country that you and I have traveled so many times, but they're shallow root systems because of the water water table. They're falling. They're hitting houses. They're destroying homes. And then the big headline that we're dealing with is what the Cajun Navy guys were just telling you about. People were told to leave and they didn't. And this isn't just a metropolitan issue. A lot of them are in remote areas that are hard to get to. That's going to be a big story for us. All right, Chris. Uh, Chris is going to take over our coverage about seven minutes from now. Chris, look forward to that. A closer look at the damage on the ground in Panama City when we come back after moments like this one. Hey, it's Howard Beck, and I've got former NBA champion and current YES analyst Richard Jefferson on Bleacher Report's The Full 48. 
for me, winning the championship just validated, you know, me from a standpoint of like, all I ever wanted to do was win. All I ever wanted to do was win on a high, high level. And so to get that, then it just made everything feel like it was worth it. The Full 48 is now available on Spotify. And of course, you can always listen and subscribe on the Bleacher Report app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, again, some of the pictures we've been seeing both live and on tape really take your breath away. At the top of the broadcast, we showed you video of a roof coming off in Panama City Beach, Florida. Here's more of that powerful moment. might imagine from that video, there's now widespread destruction in Panama City Beach. Brian Todd joins us now from there. Uh, Brian, uh, just talk about what you're seeing, what the latest is. Right, Anderson, that video that you just showed, we are at that very spot where that house uh, got damaged, and here is the aftermath. Up there on the second floor, we were told by uh, a relative of the owner that that was the kitchen and the living room up there, and then you see the wall just got sheared away on the side there. This, the uh, roof that got torn off blew down the, the street here about 75 yards. It's kind of embedded on a fence over there. We talked to the son-in-law of the owner who came by here with his wife, uh, her mother owns this place. Luckily, no one was here at the time. They were just devastated uh, looking at this. The mother who owns this lives in Missouri, uh, but they were just you know, thinking that she was very distraught, they said, uh, and they're just going to come back and assess some more damage a little bit later on. Luckily, no one was there at the time, but they have been pulling people out of the houses here uh, for the last couple of hours, people who are not necessarily trapped but just need to get out of their houses because there's no shelter. Here's another one here. The roof got shorn off here and debris was flying around. You can see some of it through that sliding glass door there. So another, you know, situation where a lot of these houses just got devastating damage. And, you know, whether they're going to be able to get this, uh, come back and inhabit these houses, they won't know that for several days. Here's another peril that we're looking at tonight. I heard the other reporters talking about how it's pitch black out. And this is what you're going to run into. Downed power lines here like this one. Uh, and, and if it's pitch black and you're trying to drive or you're walking, you're not going to realize that it's right in front of you until you either step into it or drive into it. And that's why officials are mm. saying stay off the roads. Do not come out until we tell you to. And they've got to, uh, you know, they've got to just get people to stop coming out. And yeah. it's, they're having a difficult time. We've also heard, Anderson, there's been some looting in downtown Panama City Beach. But uh, a local uh, sheriff's official told us they've got that under control. They do have people yeah. under arrest. Well, Anderson. Brian, I appreciate you being there. Be careful. Reminder, uh, we'll have more coverage uh, uh, on Full Circle, our daily interactive newscast on Facebook tomorrow. You get to pick some of the stories we cover. Obviously, we'll be focusing on this a lot tomorrow. That's at 625 p.m. Eastern at Facebook.com slash Anderson Cooper Full Circle. Our coverage of Hurricane Michael continues right now with Chris. Cuomo Primetime starts now. Chris? Are you ready to learn how to build a better consulting or professional services company? Then download the Liston.io show for the best sales and marketing advice so you can deliver your services to the people who need you the most. On the show, I'll be interviewing the smartest people in the industry to share what they know about building a better consulting business. I'll also give you episodes where I tell you specifically how to sell your services with confidence and how to transform into an influential leader in your industry. Your happy clients probably want to help you. It's too hard for them right now. You're asking them to do too much of the selling that you should be doing. Yeah, it's going to move. It's going to change. It's going to disrupt you at some point in time. Your most loyal clients 
are your most profitable. Ready to learn how other people are building the consulting company you've always wanted? Download the Liston.io show spelled L-I-S-T-O-N dot I-O wherever you get your podcasts. Before you go, we wanted to let you know that we just launched the ability for anyone to advertise on CNN Podcasts. You're just a few clicks away from reaching millions of people in a way that you never have before. Advertise for a business event or kick off an awareness campaign for your brand. Start today at purewinning.com slash CNN. Integrating podcasts into your marketing mix has never been easier. Go to purewinning.com slash CNN to get started.